The following recording is from the previous cycle. Today's daf is Gitin daf Ayin Ches, and we are three lines from the top of daf Ayin Ches of So yesterday, we began the new parak, the eighth parak in Masechtis Gitin, a very Lomdisha parak, a very Geshmaka parak, parak Hazorik. So the parak begins with a halacha that defines what exactly the Torah means when it says, Vikasav la sefek krisos, vinasam biyada. And the Mishnah says that although literally vinasam biyada would seem to suggest that in order for a man to divorce his wife, he would have to take the get and literally place it in her hand, says the Mishnah that's not so. The Mishnah said if somebody throws a get to his wife, that if a man takes a get, doesn't hand it to her, throws it to her, not even into her hand, but into her chatzar, into her bias, into an area that belongs to her, that would be enough for her to be divorced. And the Gemara said that although it does say in the Torah, Venasam but it's learned out from a drasha, it says Venasam Biyada, it doesn't say Ubiyada Yitnenu, and from there we learn Vinasamikomakam that any way the man gets it to the woman, that would be enough in order for it to be Maguresha. The Gemara asked the obvious question that being that we're dealing right now with a husband and wife, we're dealing with a man and a woman that are married, how's it possible for a woman to have a chatzer for this halacha to even be Nogeya? And although there's a concept of nechsimilug, but even in nechsimilug, the husband has a schos, because the halacha is that the woman, although she owns her nechsimilug, but the bal is eichel peiros. And to the extent that he's eichel peiros, when he takes a get and puts it into her nechsimilug, although he's putting it into a rishos that belongs to her, he's also putting it into a rishos that belongs to him. And as a result, it shouldn't constitute venasa. And the Gemara gave two terutzim how to explain the possibility that a woman should have a chatzah for this Mishnah to even be no gear. The first terrorist that the Gemara gave is talking about It's talking about a man who was specifically mesalik himself. He relinquished the rights that he has in her Paris nachsim. Look, the Gemara asked Akasha, how could you do that? Isn't the halacha that if one shutif is mesalik himself from his shutfis, towards the other shotev, the siluk is not a siluk. So the Gemara said it's talking about when he did it before he actually took possession of the Paris Nachsamalug. Ba'ida Arusa, and it's based on something that Rava once said, That was the first Paris of the Gemara. The second Paris of the Gemara, Rava Amar, Rava said, what kind of kasha is that? You don't understand how it's possible for this woman to have a chatzar for the halach of Azarek get it's true at the time that he takes the get and he throws it into the chatzar. The chatzar is not hers. But at the moment, the gerish in chal, the chatzar is going to be hers. Because although the Baal is Eichel Peres Nachsamalug, it's only as long as they're married. The moment they're divorced, he's not Eichel the Peres Nachsamalug anymore. And being that Al Yidei, this Nesina Saget, the chatzar is going to be hers. Although, you need the chatzar to be hers in order for the nesina saget to be a nesina saget. It's a catch-22, but said rava a chiddish that reverberates throughout shas, gitoi v'yodoi ba'in ke'echad. And being that the two can happen simultaneously, we look at them as if they did, and being that al yidei this nesina saget, the chatzar is going to be hers, we look at it, the chatzar, as if it's hers even 
prior to the Nesina Saget, and it's for that reason it is considered her chatzar in order for it to. And Rav said, I'll prove to you that this works. And you know what my proof is? Every single get shechar. How is a Odoi Meshachar is Evet Knani? So the classic way of doing it, although there are unconventional ways, as we learned together not so long ago in Parakash but what's the conventional way to be Meshachar Ye Evet Knani? By giving him a get shechar. Venasam biyadoi. You take the get and you hand it over to Ye Evet Knani. Frank Rav, how could you ever be Venasam biyadoi? The Evet doesn't have a yad to be Mekabal or Get Shecher. Why? Because his Yad belongs to his master. The Teretz is So just like in every Gerishan, every Get Shecher, it's implied this Svara of Gita V'yadei Ba'in Ke'echad. So too in the case of Chatzar, you could say Gita V'chatzera Ba'in Ke'echad. And that's how this works. Now, I'd love to just start the daf, but you can't go weiter without speaking out the ktsois in Simen Reish. So on Shabbos, we were talking about a short list of Mara Mekoymas that you have to internalize. We spoke about Toysus, Ksubas, Daf, Numvama, Medalev. This is another one. The ktsois HaChoshin, in Simen Reish, Sifkot, and Hei. The ktsois clears the Shaila. Nista Pakti. This Chiddush that Rava said in Perik HaZoyrek, Gitten Ayin Zayin Amabes, again, a very often quoted line, Gitei V'yadei Ba'in Ke'echad. Klartik Tzoyz, what would be if somebody wants to be makna, his bias, to his friend? So Reuven has a house, he wants to be makna his house to Shimon. Now, a bias is karka, karka is nickness, because of shtar v'chazoka. He chooses to be makna, the bias, to his friend, b'shtar. So what would happen? He would write a shtar, that I'm giving my house over to you, Shimon, he hands the shtar over to Shimon. As soon as Shimon takes possession of the shtar, along with the kinyan that he made in the shtar, he now owns what it is the shtar says he's supposed to be koina. So he would own the bias by being koina the shtar. What would be if the moicher or the noisein matana, the makna, would take the shtar and not give it to Shimon in his hand, but rather he would put it in the house that he wants to be makna to Shimon, al yidei this Kenyan shtar. You would argue, at first glance, it can't work. Because in order for Shimon to be kind of the bias, he has to be kind of the shtar. Where did Ruvain put the shtar? In the bias that belongs to Ruvain. Right now, the bias is Ruvain's. As a result, he wasn't kind of the shtar. If he wasn't kind of the shtar, he can't be kind of the bias. Says the Ketos, or perhaps isn't that our Gemara? Where the Gemara says that when you have that kind of catch-22, you could say, Gite v'yadeh ba'in ke'echad. It's a clear Ketos. Do you say, Gite v'yadeh ba'in ke'echad by kinyanim? Or perhaps, says the Ketos, you only say it in our sugya. What would be the Sephora to say that you only say it in our sugya? Says the Ketos, and this is the Chiddush of the Ketos, that it could be, Gite v'yadeh ba'in ke'echad works by Gerishin, or it works by get shikhar, because all you need, all the woman has to do in a get ishus, and all the eviknani has to do in a get shikhar is just receive the get. The Torah says, Vinasam biyada, give it to the woman. And we learn out, Lala mi isha, give it to the Evet Kanani. All you need is an Asina ba'alma. The woman doesn't have to be koina the get, quote unquote, nor does the Evet Kanani have to be koina the get shikhar. All you need is that the husband should hand it over to the woman. Says the Ketzois, it could be for a maisa nesina ba'alma, there's a svar of gita v'yadeh ba'in ke'echad. But the moment the recipient has to do more than just receive it, he actually has to make a Maisa Kenyan, a Chalois Kenyan has to take a place. Says the Ketzois, it could be for a Kenyan, you don't say Gita V'yadeh Ba'in Ke'echad. Gita V'yadeh Ba'in Ke'echad is for a Maisa Nesina Ba'alma. But when you need a Chalois Kenyan, a Maisa Kenyan, then you don't say Gita V'yadeh Ba'in Ke'echad. It's a beautiful Ketzois. What the beer in the Ketzois is, so the Achreinim are not 
entirely sure. Rabbi Chanan and others mucha very much to understand what would be the lumdus. Why would you say gite v'yadei ba'inke echad for an asina ba'alma? And why would you not say gite v'yadei ba'inke echad when it comes to Kenyanim? We leave that for the London. But just the words of the Ktsois, that although there is an idea of gite v'yadei ba'inke echad, you have to be careful before you apply it to different areas in Shas, because says the Ktsois, it could be it's exclusive, Dilchas Gerishin, the Dilchas Get Shechur, because there all you need is a Venasa b'yada, a Maisa Nesina ba'alma. For them. For that, it could be Gita V'yadah Boin but we need a Maisa Kenyan. There it could be the criteria is a little more stringent, and a Gita V'yadah Boin would not work. Says the Ktois, if I'm right, I can answer a Kasha that always bothers me. The Ktois says that we know the Halacha is that just like a Get Isha has to be written Lishma, it has to be written Lishem. The Isha HaMiskareshes, so to a Get Shechur has to be written Lishma as well. That means it's not enough for the other to sit down, write a Get Shechur, give it to his Eviknani. It has to actually be written Lishma. Vektik says, I don't understand this halacha. Why not? An Eviknani is like Karka. That's the halacha. And just like Karka is Niknis, because of Shtavachazaka, an Eviknani is also Niknis, because of Shtavachazaka. In fact, what would be the halacha if Ruven owned an Eviknani and he wants to sell his Eviknani to Shimon? He could sell it in Bekasev, he could sell it in Bishtar, he could sell it in Bechazok. What we need is Shtar. If Reuven would take a Shtar and he would write down on a piece of paper, Rib Shimon, I'm selling to you my Evet Kanani. He gives him the Shtar, Shimon's coin of the Shtar, by making a Kenyan in the Shtar, he's coin of the Evet Kanani that's referenced in the Shtar. So, Frank says, why can't you do the same exact thing with your own Evet Kanani? Every time a person wants to be Meshachar as Evet let's say he wrote the Shtar Shichur Shaloy Lashma. So it's not a get. It's not a get Shichur, because in order for it to be a get, lo lo meisha, the get Shichur has to be like a get Isha. It has to be written Lashma. It wasn't written Lashma. But if he takes a get Shichur, what does the get Shichur say? That you are now going to be cunning to yourself. If he gives it to the Evet Kanani, why can't the Evet Kanani be koina the Shtar, once he's kind of the star, he'll be kind of himself with Kenyan star. What's the difference if Reuven wants to be Makna the Evet Kanani to Shimon, Al Yudei Kenyan star, or if Reuven wants to be Makna the Evet Kanani to himself, Al Yudei Kenyan star? And in fact, we learned the Gemara's of Parakashalech that in order for a person to free an Evet Kanani, he doesn't necessarily have to write a get shikhar. Shmuel said, Amafkir Avdoi, Yatzal Echeros, Ve'enetzarech get shikhar. That you could free your slave, Bedarki Akinyonim, and the Slave is going to go free. So, Freik Tiktois, every time you have a get shikhar that was written, it's not a good get shikhar. Because there, there's a halacha that it has to be lishma. But forget about hilchas get shikhar. What about Kenyan star? Why can't the Odin be makna the Evet Kanani to himself? Are you the Kenyan star? And just like the Odin can be makna his Evet Kanani to another Odin, Ruven can sell his Evet Kanani to Shimon. Are you the Kenyan star? Why can't Ruven sell? His Evet Kanani to the Evet Kanani himself, says the Ktsois. Based on this, it's Meyoshev. You know what the difference is? Because every time you Meshachri Evet Kanani, there's really a problem. How could the Evet Kanani be coined himself? He is in the possession of the Odoin. So you have the catch 22. The Teretz is, Gita V'yadar Boin Ke'echad. Gita V'yadar Boin Ke'echad Zaktik Tzois. That only works where all you need is a Venasan. All you need is an Asina Ba'alma. There you could say, Gita V'yadar Boin Ke'echad. But for Kinyanim, you don't have Gita V'yadar Boin Ke'echad. Therefore, the Eviknani can't be coined himself, Aide Kinyanshtar. And Echinami, if Ruven wants to be Maknes Eviknani to Shimon, so there, there's no problem of Yad Eved Kiyad Ha'odoin. Because 
Adoin A is selling it to Adoin B. So it's a regular Eviknani that's Nikdis Pishtar. He's Hukash Lakarka. There's no reason that it shouldn't work. But if you want to sell your Eviknani to himself, you want to free him by him being kind to himself, there's a problem. His Yad doesn't belong to him. You'll tell me the Gemara, Gita Vyadi Bain Kechad, says, That's my Yusait. Gita Vyadi Bain Kechad only works where all you need is a mice and a scene of Alma. But the moment you have to get involved in Darki Akinyonim, then you don't have Gita Vyadi Bain Kechad, says the it's a Ryan flaw to my side that you only say Gita Viyadai and Hilchas Gerishin, where all you need is in a Sinabalma. On that note, three lines from the top of Daf Ayin Chasam So the Mishnah said that If, however, he threw the get towards his wife, but she's in his house and the get was dropped in his own house. Even if they're in the same bed in his house, it doesn't matter. This that the Mishnah said, that's only if the Mita itself belonged to him. But if the Mita belonged to her, then she's Migureshes. And the reason is because her Mita constitutes her chotzer. So Enochinami, it's in his house, but her mita in his house is like her chotzer. Tanya nami hachi, Oimer, the mita shaloi enemigurashes. If it was his mita, she's not divorced. The mita shaloi, if it was her mita, migurashes. Is it so obvious that if the husband would put the get into her mita that's in his house, that she should be Megureshes based on the fact that her meat is her Rishos, it's her Chatzar, but Kelov Shalei Keach Bishos Meicharu. But this is a classic example of something that the Gemara discusses in other areas of Shas at length, where the Lekeach wants to be kind of something from the Meicher. So Reuven's selling something to Shimon. Reuven's the Meicher, Shimon's the Lekeach. Shimon wants to be kind of the thing that he's buying with Chatzar. He's not going to physically. But the Meicher is going to deposit it into his Rishos. He had Kalim. He's going to use his Kali as his Chatzar. But the Kali was in the Meicher's Rishos. And it's a whole discussion in the Gemara whether that works. Kalim Shalakach, which was Meicher, does it work or does it not work? Says the Gemara, Shamit Mina. Let's bring a Raya from this Mishnah that Kalim Shalakach, Bishos Meicher, Kanalakach. Because you're telling me that her Mita and his Rishos would constitute a classic King Chatzar. Says the Gemara, like Tzricha the Gavayasar. No, you can't bring a Raya because it could be we're talking about where this mita, this bed, was ten tfachim tall. And being that it was ten tfachim tall, over here it's different. Now, Pasha, you would think, why should ten tfachim be different? Because in halacha, if something is ten tfachim off the ground, it's considered a separate rishos. But the Rajput says that can't be shot in this Gemara. Because here, at the end of the day, it's in someone's rishos hayachid. You own your house and the ear space of your house, even if it's more than 10 tfachim off the ground. So if the issue with the Gemara was that it's Kalov, Shalikeach, Rishos Meicher, who cares if it's on the ground, or if it's a technical Rishos Pifnei the issue is, who owns the area? And if it's the Meicher that owns the area, it should be a problem. So the Rajba says that although it would be tempting to learn the Gemara, Gevoya Asara, that it's like an Erevin, a Masech de Sukkah, a Masech de Shabbos type as far, that's not what the Gemara means. The Gemara means more Balabatish. That being that it's more than 10 Tvachim off the ground, it's presumable that the Meicher is not Makbid about that area. It doesn't really care what happens over there. So although it's technically the Rishos and the Meicher, but you could assume that he's Mevater and he allows the Lekeach to own that area and as if there's some implied umdana that although the area belongs to the Meicher, he's makna that area to the Lekeach for the purposes of the Lekeach 
being able to be kainah. So that in this case, if the mita was more than 10 tefachim tall, the husband was mocked to that area over to his wife. Therefore, although it really is in halacha, the rishus of the husband, but he's being mocked to that rishus, he's loaning it to her, for her to be able to be kainah, the get, with her mita. But the Gemara says, kare. So it's very true, says the Gemara, that if the mita itself is more than 10 tefachim tall, so the top of the mita it works out with. But what about the area underneath the mita? That area is within ten tefachim. And if that area is within ten tefachim, he's probably makbid on that area. So it's meaning if something was just floating, it was suspended in mid-air more than ten tefachim off the ground. So I understand this far, that the man's probably not makbid. But this is not in a vacuum. It's attached to legs of a bed that are attached to the ground. The area beneath Tent Fachmi is Makbed on. That means he's Makbed on the whole mitah. So it should be a classic Kalev Sholakeach Bishos Moicher. So the Gemara says, Va'ikam Mokim Mar Mokim Kare. So the Gemara says, I'm Mokim Kare like Kapti Inchi. So the Gemara says, it's not an issue. You know why? Because the way the beds used to be made was that you would have the bed, so the bed is more than 10 tefachim tall, and you have these four legs that the bed is standing on. The area underneath the bed that the husband or the moicher could use. The only, the area that's on top of the bed that's more than 10 tefachim is not makbed on that. The only area would be is that very small piece of land, of, his, of the floor of his house, where the actual leg of the bed is. That little small area is so small, he's not makbed on that, and that's why there's no issue. So the cash was, what about the area underneath the bed? The area underneath the bed, the moicher could use. The only area underneath the bed that the moicher, again, the husband can't use, is the actual area of the legs of the bed. For that, we're not going to be worried. The Mishnah said that if a man takes a get, He's in his own house, and he puts it, he puts it on her lap, that was like her pocketbook. Why is it's because it's her pocketbook, it's her rishos. It's talking about where the pocketbook was attached to her. So being that it was attached to her, we don't look at it as if she's been kind with her chatzer or rishos, but it's as if he actually gave it to her. It's talking about, again, where it was attached to her. Attached is enough, even if it's not hanging. Meaning, the previous Amira mentioned that it was Tluya. Tluya sounds like it's attached to her, and it's also not touching the ground. It's hanging. She's standing, for example. So there, we don't look at it as if it's her rishus. We look at it as if he actually gave it to her. And just like you can give it to your wife, even though she's in your house. You can put it in her pocketbook, even though she's in your house. But it sounded like it has to be Tluya. It can't be touching the ground. The moment it's touching the ground, then we look at it more as Kayla. Keleha, and once it's Keleha, you run into issues of Kelev Shalikech versus Meicher. So Lakish clarified that. He said, Kshura, if it's attached to her, even if it's touching the ground, it's not hanging from her, that would be enough. It's talking about where maybe it wasn't attached to her, it wasn't Kshura, it wasn't Kluya, but rather she was sitting, and it was literally in her lap. It was between her thighs. And being that it was in the area where she was sitting, we assume, again, similar to the previous Gemara, that although it's really his rishos, but when he gave rishos to sit down, he was okay. He was loaning her the area where she's sitting, and being that it's in that area where he gave her rishos to sit, we don't look at it as rishos moicher, because she has rights to sit there. It's talking about with a man, her husband, a real Kimta, was in the Kalta's business. This is what he did for a living. So he was in a room where 
he had a lot of kaltas. So you could assume that he's not makbid on her bringing her kalta into his rishus. And as a result, although it's technically rishus meicher, again, he presumably gives her rishus to keep it there. Thus, in halach, it's not kelev shalikeach, rishus meicher. If a man gives his wife rishus to walk into his house, he likes to bring her pocketbook as well, because it just it comes along with the deal. Oh, my Rav, my time is Rav Yechanan. Lefish ain't the makbid, loya mokum cheka. Because that's just as far as people are usually not makbid on such things. Tanya nami hachi, zarkula letecheka, right? To Rabbi Yechonin said that you don't have to come out to all these different akimtas to explain why she could be koina her get with her kalta, isn't it? Kelev shalakech, Peshos Meicher. And the reason is because we assume the husband is not makbid, a brisa that seems to support that. Zarkula letecheka, letech kalta, oilechol. You see, the price doesn't mention anything about a kimt. It's just very simple. You gave her rishos to walk into your house. You gave her kalta rishos to enter as well. Says the Gemara... The Bryce says, not only kalta, but anything that's like kalta. It's like a tray that women used to t- carry with them. They would eat on this tray, specifically tamri, dates. The point is that this is something that Women always carried around. Therefore, when he gives her rishos to enter his house, he's giving her rishos to bring her kalta. Even this taska, the achli batamri, we don't treat it as kelv shalakech b'shos meichazok the mishnah. Amar lo kinsi shtar If a man goes over to his wife, he wants to divorce his wife, but he's a little embarrassed, so he doesn't want to confront her, look her in the eye, and give her a get. So he tells her kinsi shtar I want you to take this shtar and. That's what he tells her. Really? He's giving her a get. Or he put it behind her. So she is standing. He puts it behind her. And he says, turn around. I want you to pick up what I gave you. Koira, the halacha is, if she reads it, gito, and lo and behold, she just got divorced. The halacha is ain't get. The get is not chal. You know why? Because he never told her specifically that he's divorcing her. He said either kinsi shtar or he didn't say anything at all. The halach is in a get at unless he specifically says hagitech. But if he doesn't say the words hagitech, she is not megureshes. What if a man gives his wife a get while she's sleeping? Neyura, then she woke up. Kaira, she reads the document. Again, his husband, her husband gave her a get. The get is not chal unless he says the words hagitech. So this Mishnah says a halacha that would seem somewhat surprising. In less than two weeks, we're going to start Masechtus Kedushin. And one of the biggest things in Masechtus Kedushin is that it's not enough to do a Maisa Kenyan, Isha Niknes, Bekeser Shtar Bechazaka. There also has to be an Amira. The Amira is very, very important. That we all know. Harei At Mikudesh Esli Kedas Moshev Yisrael is an integral part of the Kedushin. The first simon of Birch Shmuel, Rebaruch Ber, the first lovedness you learn when you learn Masechtus Kedushin is how integral, how vital the Amira is to every Kedushin. What we don't all know is a Mishnah tucked away at the end of Masechtus Gittin this Mishnah right here, that just like a critical part of a Kedushin is Amira, there's a critical part of Gitin as well, which is also Amira. You have to say, Ha Gitech. It's a Mishnah. Stating that, we'll see there is a difference between the Amira by Gerishin then Amir by Kedushin, but let's learn the Gemara first. Says the Gemara, Ki mahavi. So the Mishnah gave me three different examples of the same halacha. A man divorced his wife, but he didn't tell her he was divorcing his wife. 
He said, or he didn't say anything, or he gave it to while she was sleeping. Dalach in all three cases is, she's not migureshes, until he says the word hagitech. Incidentally, one thing you do see in the Mishnah, that if even after he gave the get, he said hagitech, she would be migureshes, which is a chiddush. Because you could argue that if there's a halacha that you have to say hagitech, shouldn't it have to happen at the same time that you give over the get? at the time of the Mesira, and we'll see in the Gemara in a moment, that's not the halacha. means that even if you would say after he actually gave the get, that too would be fine. There's no halacha that the mira has to happen simultaneous to the Nasina. Either way, but the Gemara asks Akasha on the second case of the Mishnah, the case where the husband put the get down behind his wife, tells his wife to turn around, she picks up the document, and she sees his divorce. It sounded like from the Mishnah, if he would say, she would be Megureshes. But isn't this a classic case, where the man didn't give his wife to get, he put the get down, told her, pick up your get, from the ground. And Rav said, where he didn't put it on the ground. He was standing behind her. So the get, for example, was attached to his belt. And he told her to rip it off his belt. So it wasn't she took it from his goof. But the Gemara says what's the difference if it's or it's his belt? It's the same thing. So the Gemara says she's talking about where he moved close to her as she tried yanking it off his belt. So being that he contributed in her being able to take it, his moving towards her constitutes the venasa and biyada and that's why it's not going to be meaning the point of the Mishnah was simply that he gave it to her in a way where he didn't say where he didn't have to confront her you have a technical problem we could get around that she read the has the two the first two examples of our Mishnah, but has a little bit different. The first one, that's our ratio. The second case, we had that she just found it behind her. This Bryce explains it a little bit better. She didn't just find it, but she actually took it from him, as we would just make him the Mishnah. Either way, it's only Shita's Rebbe, who's the town of our Mishnah. Shimon Allah in the Brisa argues, and he says, Meaning, in our Mishnah, as we spoke out, you see a Kiddush, that there's a halacha that he has to say hagitech, but he doesn't have to say hagitech at the same time that he hands over the get. You can give the get and afterwards say hagitech, and that in itself is going to be enough. It's on that, Rabbi Shimon Allah argues, that if you gave the get and you didn't say hagitech, you have to give the get back to the husband. Let's do it again, say hagitech at the time that you're giving over the get. So Shimon Allah argues with that Kiddush. He agrees that you have to say hagitech. He's just even more stringent. He says you have to say hagitech at the same time that you hand over the get. The Brisa continues, if the man gave his wife to get while she was sleeping, and then he woke her up, 
where she woke up and she read the get, gito, and lo and behold, it's her get, get, Again, that was the Allah of our Mishnah. Divre Rabbi, Shimon Alazar, the same Rabbi Shimon Alazar argues, and he says, No, at this point, you can't just say because he gave the get already. You have to return the get to the husband, give it again. This time, get it right. At the time that you give the get, say the words and then it's going to be fine. So the Gemara that's mentioned the halachas of our Mishnah, it clarified one point, that the second case of the Mishnah, where she found it behind her, wasn't just the case where she found it, but it's talking about like the Gemara's Oikimta, Okay, that was one thing, Tanya Namiyachi. But additionally, what we saw in this Brysa was that it's really a machlekes. Rabbi Shimon Alazar argues with the Tanakama. Another thing we saw is that the Brysa broke up the Mishnah into two parts. And on both parts, we mentioned Rabbi Shimon Alazar Shita. You have the first two cases of the Mishnah, the case where he said, or where she yanked it from his belt. And then you have the last case of the Mishnah, where he gave it to her while he was sleeping. The Gemara says, we need to mention that the machlekes Rabbi Rabbi Shimon Alazar applied to the Reisha, the first two cases, and the Sefer, the last case. Why the Itmar Bahach? Because had I only had the first two cases of the Mishnah, I would have argued, Rebbe, maybe over there, Rebbe says it's okay. Because at the very least, the Nesina, the Venasan Biyada, is a good Venasan Biyada. He gave her to her while she was awake. The issue was, he didn't say Hagitech. So Rebbe says, you can say Hagitech later. Rav Shimon Allah argues, you can't say Hagitech later. But in the Sefer, the Mishnah, where he gave the get while she was sleeping, the lav basik rushihi. Right now, you can't divorce your wife while she's sleeping, which incidentally is a little bit of a chiddush. Because if a woman's miskareshes balkarcha, we spoke yesterday about a shaita. So then, why if she's sleeping should it be different? The teretz is that her yad is not considered a yad while she's sleeping. But either way, you could have argued that perhaps it's at least a havamina that while she's sleeping, she's not a basik rushi. So maybe there's an issue. Here you certainly have to give the get all over again. Not because of the hagitech, but because the venasam biyada wasn't a venasam biyada because she was sleeping. And had we only had the machlekes Rebbe Shem Ben-Alazar. In the case where she was sleeping, I would have thought, Dafka there Rebbe Shem Ben-Alazar had an issue with it. Again, because she's sleeping. He doesn't have a problem with the Amira being after the Nesina. He has a problem with the Nesina itself. You can't do venasam biyada with a woman that's sleeping. But Maybe in the case where she wasn't sleeping, the only issue is that the Amira didn't happen at the time of the Nesino. Maybe there's no issue, says the Gemara, that's why we needed the Machloikis in both cases. Oh, my Rava, Rava said, somebody wrote a get, and he gives it to her Eved, Yosh, if the Eved was sleeping, and she is watching the Eved, Harez again, near if the Evid is awake, ain't a get, then it's not a get. And the reason is, because although the get is the possession of the woman, and that's our Mishnah, that a man can divorce his wife by giving the get, not to her literal hand, but putting it into her chatzar. But as we saw yesterday, Rav Oishi Yashita, that the chatzar has to be mishtameres l'dayta. So if the Evid is sleeping and he's, she's watching him, so then it's a chatzar mishtameres. If the Evid is awake, it's not a chatzar mishtameres. So that's what Rava said, that near, if the Evid is awake, in a get, because she can't watch it, and the only time Kenyan Chatzar works is if the Chatzar is Mishta Meres. Frank the Gemara, 
You're telling me that if the Evid is sleeping, it's a get. Why? Because the Evid is the possession of the woman, thus the Evid is treated like a chotzer. This is Nashim and Ezekiel 101, Kenyan Chotzer 101. We know a chotzer ma'aleches, a traveling chotzer, can't be kind of. So isn't the Evid a chotzer ma'aleches? You'll tell me, oh, one second, we just said it only works when the Evid is sleeping. When he's sleeping, he's not ma'aleches. But Vama Rava Rava said, that any chatzor that could be mehaleches, even if right now it's not mehaleches, it's also not koino. So it's true right this second, the Evid is not a mehaleches because he's sleeping, but the minute he wakes up, he will be mehaleches. But the Gemara says it's not a kasha because you know what Rava must have meant, the Hilchasa, he was talking about the kafas where the Evid was tied down. He wasn't just sleeping, he was tied. So right now, even if he's awake, he won't be able to get around. And Evid that's tied down is not treated like a chotzer mehalech. So just one ha'ara on this Mishnah, where the Mishnah says that in addition to the v'nasam biyada, that of course is integral to every gerishin, there's an amira component as well. There's a verbal component. The man can't just give his wife again. He has to say, he has to say, The point is there's an Amira component that goes along with it. What's the Makar to this Amira? So it's interesting, it's a Safri. The Safri is in Parashas Kiseitse, in the Parash of Gerishin, it says, It says it's a free. You know what the Makar to our Mishnah is? It's a passing in the Torah. What does that mean? It's redundant. The Shilchami Besa teaches me that you have to verbally say what it is you're doing. You have to say the words Hagitech. Interesting, the Rambam, when he brings this halacha, brings a different Makar. The Rambam says, Nilchus Gerish and Perak Aleph Halacha Tes, Uminayin She'enay Noisnolo Elabateris Gerish. And how do you know when the husband gives his wife again, he has to give it Bateris Gerish and Shenemar Sefer Krisos, Venosam Biyado, Sheyitain Oisay Bateris Sefer Krisos. You have to give it Bateris Sefer Krisos. Either way, the Safri has one Makar. The Rambam seems to have another Makar. It's learned out from a Pasuk in the Torah that there's a halacha of Amira. Stating that, there's one other important Rambam. The Rambam, two halachas later, perikal of halacha yudalaf. Hamegarish tzorich sheyoy malo, kisheyitin lo haget, hareze gitech, oy hu gitech ukeyoyitz bezeh. Hamegarish has to not just give it a get, he has to say ho gitech. Ve'im nasa miyad v'lo yamaklom. What if a man gives his wife a get and he doesn't say it? Hareze posel. Says the case of Mishnah. We know that whenever the Rambam says hareze get posel, what does it mean? It's possible only with the Rabbon. Midday rice, if it gets a good get, it's only on the Rabbonan level that the get is not a good get. Says the Kesem Mishnah. So what emerges then from this Rambam is a Chiddush. That although it's true there's a Halacha, that there's a Din Amira in Gerishin, it's only Likatchila. But Bidi Eved, but Bidi Eved, Says the case of Mishnah, if a husband would give his wife a get and he wouldn't say hogitech, it would work. It's only midirabbanon that it wouldn't work. Says the Avni Maluim that although we just learned the Mishnah, where the Mishnah says that if somebody gives a get and says kinsi shtar Dalach is the get is not a get, and this free learned it out from a pasuk. And even the Rambam, when he brought Dalacha, had a pasuk. It sounds like it's a din de raisa. It doesn't sound like it's only a din lekatchila, din de rabbanon. Says Davli Meluim, you have to say that there's a chilik between giving a get and not saying anything, giving it ba'ifin stoma versus giving it and saying kinsi shtar If you 
give it and you say kinsi shtar so then you mess it up. Over there, it's going to be puzzle under the iraisa level. That's the harambam in halacha test. The harambam in halacha yudalef is talking about. Well, you didn't say anything. You didn't say kinsi shtar You also didn't say hagitech. Says the rambam, there is a din lekatchilo of amira, just like pikedushin hareya mikudeshesli. So too by gerushin hagitech or meteres lecholadam. However, says the rambam, there's an afkemina. The f- this din is only a din the rabbana. This din is only going to be a din the katchila. As far as the lumbus, why shouldn't you have to have an amira that's le'ikuva? So that's the Abnimilum that we spoke at a few times already here. Masach Gitin, the Abnimilum says, because by a get, the gerishin does all the talking. All the talking that needs to be done is all in the get, the shtaret. It's the get that's doing the talking. And as long as the get itself has the words hogitech written in it, that in itself is enough. There's a din that the Megarah should do it as well. But really, it's only a din because B'dievet, the get, does all the talking that needs to be done. That's in contrast to Kedushin. Avni Malum said that to explain the Shittas Rishonim that an Evet Kanani is kosher to be a Shliach Lo'ilacha even though he's not Pateras Kittim Kedushin and it's because you don't really have to do much when you deliver a get because the get itself does most of what needs to be done. So that's an Avni Milum that we've spoken about before. But either way, this is the Makar to the Din Amira by Gerish. So in the first mission we discussed, a man that gave his wife a get either in her house or in his house. What if they were in they were in an area that belongs to everyone or belongs to no one. What's that look over there? So it says the Mishnah, famous Mishnah, if the woman was in the Mishnah, and the man now took the get and he threw it towards her, if it was closer to her, if it was closer to him, so what if it's exactly equidistant to him and her? So then, she's a Suffolk Migurashas. The same would be truly in Kedushin. If he took a Shtar Kedushin, he threw it to her, he said, she's not Mikudashas. If it's Mechza al Mechza, Mikudashas, Veena Mikudashas. Vechain Linyan Achoyv says the mission. The same would be true with regards to a Shtar Choyv. And he says, I want you to give me the money. And the lady says, you want it? Take it. And he throws it towards him. If it's closer to the Malva, if it's closer to the Malva, then the Malva wasn't Zoychit. So if something happens or a dog comes and grabs the money, the Malva is going to have to pay again. Because the Malva was never Zoychit in it because it was Karav Lalaiva. Therefore, Haloiva Chayev. He still has to pay. He didn't fulfill his obligation by throwing it towards the Malva. Mechza al Mechza, Shneem here, Yachloiku. Zoktigman. Hechi dami karavla, Vehechi dami karavla. So it's a nice Mishnah, an often quoted Mishnah, but what exactly do the words of the Mishnah mean? Amaraf. Arba Amishala, Zeo karavla. You know what karavla means? If it was within her Dalad Amos, it's karavla. Arba Amishala, if it was within his Dalad Amos, Zeo karavla. Meaning, this is a concept that when a person is in a Rishos Rabbim, he owns his Dalar Amis. It's a sugya in Perik Shleim beginning of Sechtes Bav Metziah, the Chama gave a person the Dalar Amis around him as if it's his Chatzar. So if something, if somebody finds a Metziah, for example, in his Dalar Amis, that's the sugya in Shleim Meichsen, he could be, he would be kind of the Metziah without making a Kenyan. His Dalar Amis and Rishos Rabbim don't really belong to him. It's a Takonas Chachamim for Kenyanim that a person can be kind of with his Dalar And that's what it means here, that she was in a Rishos If it was in her Dalar Amis, Dalar Amis always works. 
for Kinyanim. So therefore, she's going to be Migures. Incidentally, I saw a nice kasha. We had yesterday that if a person says, So why don't you say that if this woman didn't really want to be divorced, this is only kaina midirabanan. It's a takanas chachamim. So could the woman technically say efshi betakanas chachamim? So that even if the get entered her dalanamis, maybe she shouldn't be megureshes because she could say efshi betakanas chachamim. An interesting shaila. But either way, that's what it means. If it was within her dalanamis, it's considered kar of law. She's megureshes. If it was in his dalanamis, not. And heichidami mechzal mechza. Amrav Shmuel Barav Yitzchak. Back of the envelope arithmetic. Going to show you shnei maim the bar maamis. They want to say mar baamis. There is your mechza mechza. Frank the Gemara. I don't agree with that. If they're both standing in the same Dalaramis, then that doesn't necessarily mean that they both own the Dalaramis. That's not the way you should resolve this. The way you should resolve it is Velechsi Haimenau Kodin. We should take a look at who entered the Dalaramis first. I mean, whoever came into the Dalaramis first, it's, so if he came in first and it's in his Dalaramis, it's Kar of Loy. If she entered the Dalaramis first, then it should be Kar of Loy. Vechitema says the Gemara, the Asi Travai Badi Maybe it's talking about the case of Mechza Mechza, where they literally both stepped into the same box on the sidewalk. At at the same second. They literally got there at the same time. We never assume that two things could happen simultaneously. One thing had to have happened at the very least a nanosecond before the other. So that can't be the case of because someone definitely was there. We may not know, but sounds like in an absolute sense she's a Suffolk Migurash. No, she's not. Somebody entered first, whoever entered first, that would determine who's Dalaramas is. So it's either Karavla or Karavla. Elam Rafkehana, Talking about where you didn't have just four Amis. You had eight Amis. He has his Dalar Amis. She has her Dalar Amis. But the get itself is a little bit in his Dalar Amis and is also a little bit in her Dalar Amis. So if the get itself is in both of their Dalar Amis, that's where you have this issue of No, that should certainly be a car of loy. Because in order for the get to be chal, doesn't it have to leave the husband's rishos? And if his dalanamis is his rishos, and it never left his dalanamis, because it's mechza mechza, it's in his dalanamis, and it's in her dalanamis, so it's very nice it entered her dalanamis. But it never left his dalanamis. If it never left his dalanamis, there's no way she could be megur. You know what the case of Nechzam Nechza is? We're talking about where there were two groups of Edom. Meaning in a technical sense, it's very hard to come up with the case of Nechzam Nechza. But in a more halachic sense, you can come up with it. Where two Edom said Karav La, two Edom said Karav Loi. Rabbi Yechanan Amar, Rabbi Yechanan says, no, I have a different shot in what Karav La, Karav La means. So the first shot in the Gemara was that if it's physically in her possession, it's in her Dalaramis, that's a Karav Loi. If it's physically in his possession, it's in his Dalaramis, that's a Karav Loi. What's Mechza al Mechza? So first we thought same dalaramis, then we thought ches amos mitzum tzamos. The Gemara didn't like either one of those pshatim, and finally Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef said shtei kite edim, where one group of edim says karavla, the other group of edim says karavla. It's not a mitzias; it's more of a halachic 
confusion where there are two Aidim that are contradicting each other, thus Bezdin has a suffix. When the mission said Karav Law, it could be even a hundred amas away. When it says Karav Law, it doesn't have to be within her Dalad Amas or his Dalad Amas. It could be a hundred amas away and still be Karav Law. It could be a hundred amas away from him and still be Karav Law. And Hechi Dami Mechza Mechza. So what then is the case of Mechza Mechza? You want to know what Mechza Mechza means according to Rabbi Yechon? Let me first explain to her. Rabbi Yechon Amen. Rabbi Yechon had said, it could be a hundred amas away and be car of law. Or a hundred amas away and be car of law. What did he mean to say by that? Let me explain to you what he meant, and then you'll know what mechzal mechzal means. Who If he could watch it, and she cannot watch it, meaning it's in an area where he has some sort of control over it, he can watch it, but she cannot. If she could watch it, and based on that, what's the example of Mechza Mechza? If Shneim Yechaylam Lashon, if they can both watch it, or Shneim En Yechaylam, or they both cannot watch it, Zeu Mechza Mechza. In other words, Rabbi Yechaylam has a whole different shot in what Karev Law and Karev Law means. It doesn't mean physically is it closer to me or closer to you. It means who can watch it. If the husband's Yechaylam Lashon, it's a Karev Law. If she's Yechaylam Lashon, that it's going to be, it could be a hundred amas away, and it could be closer to him than to her, or closer to her than to him. We don't care about physical proximity. What we care about is who is Yochel Shemroi. And based on that, Mechzah is very simple. Either they both can watch it, or they both cannot watch it. That would be the case of Mechzah Mechzah. So Rabbi Yochanan is fundamentally arguing with the first Peshan of the Gemara. The first Peshan of the Gemara, Karv La Karv La, is about physical space. My Dalai your Dalai According to Rabbi Yochanan, it has nothing to do with Dalai It has nothing to do with physical space. It's just, who is Yochel HaShemri? It says the Gemara, Amru Rabbanu Kameid Rabbi Yochanan, Mishmeid Rabbi Yochanan, Hachi Omar, Yodin, Hachi, when the Rabbanu told Rabbi Yochanan that Rabbi Yochanan was mechavin to the Svara, and he said, Yodin chavrin bavloi lefusha ki haitayma. Wow, in Bava, Rabbi Yochanan was originally from Bava, Rashi says, they know how to say such nice pshatim. Either way, this pshat has its origin in Rabbi Yochanan. Tanya nami hachi, right to what Rabbi Yochanan said. Rabbi Yezo Oimer, koshu karav la miloi, if the get was close to her and then to him, and a door came and took the get, so Pashat it sounds like, the man took the get, he threw it to his wife. It was Karavla, it was closer to her than to him. So Pashat, based on the reading of our Mishnah, that's a classic Karavla. After it landed Karavla, a dog came, and took it away. The halacha is, How in the world could you read this b'raisa? A woman that gets divorced has to watch her get for the rest of her life. And if anything ever happens to the get, she's not Megureshes anymore. If Karavla is considered Vinasan Biyada, so she was Megureshes when it was Karavla. Who cares that a dog came now and took it away? Elalav says, What the b'raisa must mean is as follows. Kosha Karavla Miloy, a case with a man took the gad and threw it to her car of law. However, it was a scenario where the ilu bakel of the had a dog come and try taking it. The hu yachal he would have been the one that could have protected the get from the dog. The ena yachal and she would not have been able to protect it. Ena migureshes. Ay, it's kar of law. Tanya nami hachil rabbi yechonon. That kar of law and kar of law has nothing to do with physical proximity. What matters is it's hu yachal That's the whole point of the brisa. That even though it was physically kar of law, being that he's the one that can protect it from the dog, not her, it's considered kar of law. Amalei shmuel rabbi yehuda. Shinenam shmuel. Famously used to refer to Rabbi Yehuda in Shas Shinina. Why? Pashit, it was Lashvach, because Rabbi Yehuda was very smart. He was a Kharif. So Shinina is very sharp. 
sharp one. But we've spoken that in the past, the Shita Mekubetzes, the Masechtes Ksubis, where the Shita says that Rabbi Yehuda used to have big teeth, and Shinnanoz Miloshin Shinayim, and thus Shmuel used to refer to Rabbi Yehuda as Shinnanoz. We've spoken that rest of the story in the past, certainly not for this morning, but either way, Amalei Shmuel, Rabbi Yehuda, Shinnanoz, Kideisho Toshuach V'titlenu, V'at Loitavru. You know what the different definition of Karav Law Rashi says that Shmuel was saying a whole new pshat in the Mishnah. It's not Dalad Amis. It's also not like Rabbi Yechelen said, who's able to watch it? But Karav Law means if it's close enough to her that she can bend down and pick it up, even though it's not physically in her hand, that would be Karav Law. But anything beyond the scope of that is not Karav Law anymore. So if she can bend down and pick it up, it's Karav Law. If he could bend down and pick it up, it's Karav Law. Everything in between is mechza mechza, a third pshat. Not Dalaramis, not Yachal Hashemroi, but simply if it's close. However, Rabbi Yehuda told, Shmuel told Rabbi Yehuda, Ve'atloi tavit uvda, but halacha lemaisa, don't pask in this way, adamati gita liyada. Omli Ramartcha, the Ravashi, hava uvda hachi, ve'atzrechu chalitza. There was in fact a story where a man divorced his wife. It was karavla, it was close enough that she could have bent down and picked it up, but it never entered her hand. Before she had a chance to pick it up, the husband died. There were no children. You would have thought she's a Megoresha. She doesn't eat Chalitza. And that wasn't the way they paskin. They paskin Vatzruchu Chalitza because they didn't want to get away with this. A little bit more Gemara. The Mishnah said that Karav Law, Karav Law is not only true regarding Gitin, it's true regarding Kedushin, regarding Shtar Chayv as well. This halach of Karav Law is only be Gitin. The Mishnah says not that way. The Mishnah says not only for Gitin. It's also true for Gitin. Shani Hasa, oh, you're right, Kedushan, I agree. There's a hekish, what was Makish of Ayli Yitzia? So if it's true for Gerishin, it's going to be true Kedushan. When Rav Yechanan said, Likitin Omru, Valeila Davarachar, he didn't mean Kedushan as a Davarachar. Kedushan is not a Davarachar, because Kedushan and Kitin, they always come together. Okay, so. Still a shver from the Mishnah, because the Mishnah said it's not only true for Gittin, it's not only true for Gedushin, it's true for Chayv as well. So what did the Mishnah say? What was the case of the Mishnah? If the Malva said, throw my Chayv to me, so it was Mufurish in the Mishnah that it's true even for Shtar Chayv, even though there's no Hekish for Shtar Chayv to Gerishin, it's talking about where the Malva specifically said, Throw the chayv to me. If it's karavli, I'm going to let you off the hook. I Meaning, really, you shouldn't have the halach of karavli, karavla regarding shtar chayv. But if the malva specifically said that if you throw the money in my direction and it's closer to me, that I'm allowing you to get off the hook, it works. It's like gara from a mechila. But the gemara says, then I don't need a Mishnah for that. That's mechila. He could say, don't give me the money at all. And the loiva could be off the hook. It sounds like it's a halacha. It's really not a halacha. It's all working with some sort of mechila. The Malva didn't say it so explicitly. What he said was, throw the money to me and I'll treat it with the same halachas of how we treat a husband who throws a get to his wife in a Rishus HaRabim. And being that if a husband throws his, a get to his wife in a Rishus HaRabim, the halachas karav la migureshes, so too regarding shtar chayv, that's going to be the halach as well. Meaning the kashap shita is if he said it mefurish. He didn't say it mefurish. He said it, but in a roundabout way. But the Gemara says, Vakati mai lamemro, lamaisa, he said it. So the Gemara says, no, Ma'udatemi, you could have thought, Matzi omale meshata nipach. He could have said that I didn't really mean that. I said, Le'inyan Gittin, he made 
meant something else. Mashatani Bach means he's messing with him a little bit. Kamash Malon, that we assume that he meant to tell him, just like somebody gives his wife a get, he was trying to say that although really the halacha shouldn't apply, because that was Rabbi Yechanan's memory, but if he specifically says it, then it does work. So we're leaving a lot of raid on the table. So, uh, we'll have to start with some raid going back to the Gemara in the beginning of the parak with the Shchivmara that was dying, where they allowed, Rav allowed the Shchivmara to divorce his wife on Shabbos, even though really you're not supposed to divorce your wife on Shabbos. And there's really two big sugis that you see in that Gemara. Number one, why can't a man divorce his wife on Shabbos? What's happening that's so bad? That's number one. And number two, the whole concept of special leniencies for a dying man, aguna, etc. We'll talk about that tomorrow.